0: If you feel like you've lost your passion, I really believe that these four things that we're going to talk about today will hopefully kind of reignite that passion within you. But if I could just speak to that person right now who does feel like you've lost your passion, just know that you haven't lost it. It's still there and it's just tapping into what gets you excited every day. You know, it's those things that really money couldn't even buy for you, like literally you would do it for free. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast, a very special episode because this is number 200. And for those of you who have been with me since way back at the beginning, thank you. And as always, I am very appreciative that you're listening. I wanted to do something special for the 200th episode. Uh, We've talked about just so many different things. And in the process of kind of deciding, you know, what would work best here, I uh, was talking with Amy and, you know, we were trying to decide, you know, what? are instructors really looking for the most? What we came up with was the idea that an instructor wants to be the person that his or her students can't wait to see again. And while Amy and I were talking, we both very quickly realized that there has been one person in our lives that personifies that exact thing. A person that you literally cannot wait to see again. And I hadn't seen or talked to her in a long time because she lived here. She was actually an instructor with Amy a long time ago. So I reached out to her and found out that she's doing a lot of cool things down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Her name is Dr. Shannon, and she's joining me now. Shannon, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast.
0: Thank you so much, John. And it's just an honor to be here.
1: I couldn't think of anybody that I've ever met in my life that I would want to have more for my 200th episode than you. So thank you for joining me.
0: Absolutely. And I am just smiling from ear to ear. That is the sweetest, nicest thing. So thank you.
1: Well, let's give everybody an understanding. Of who is Dr. Shannon? And you are somebody who, you're about the same age as us. We have daughters that are the same age. And you and Amy talked together. Where I really got to know you was through your chiropractic services, which helped a bunch of uh, numbness that I had in my arms over the years. And so give everybody understanding, you know, if somebody said, who is Dr. Shannon, tell us who you are.
0: John, thank you for asking that. I would say, um, first of all, I've been a fitness instructor since 1985. So back when leg warmers and
1: And you were looking fabulous.
0: (laughs) And and thong leotards looked cool, you know. Um, Amy and I taught at the club together for many, many years. And so I am a fitness instructor still today, not teaching as regularly as I used to. I am also a chiropractor. I have a private practice as well as I'm on staff at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. So I have the privilege and the honor of taking care of patients with cancer every week. And I'm also a mom. I have a 20-year-old daughter and an 18- and a 17-year-old. I love life. And I really feel like my calling on this planet is to be a messenger of hope. So if I can do one thing today, that is to inspire your instructors and to awaken the hope that's within them.
1: As I thought all this through, I thought... You know, what are the attributes that Shannon had that, that you know, for me, and it wasn't, a, it wasn't a creepy thing. I just really needed to see you, uh, you know, on a regular basis. And, I, and I've talked to a lot of people who felt the same way. And, you know, you and I have talked a little bit. And what we've really come up with is, you know, the four keys to being the instructor they can't wait to see again because you as i said before uh exemplified you know these four things and they're essentially being passionate being encouraging being honest and then being grateful so i'd like to explore all four of those with you if uh i can absolutely the first thing is that and 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 i don't know hopefully people are hearing it in your voice you are passionate about the things that you do
0: you know what john i am and it's something it, it that it's just there just innately there. You know, I believe we all have a calling. I believe we all have a true love within us for what we do, um, for what our calling is. And hopefully everyone has found that. I know that I feel that all the time when I'm teaching classes because there it is such a passionate thing to do. I mean, you are in a room with people sweating with them. There's something that is just so incredibly passionate about that. So I really believe living our lives really with that passionate, not even just drive, but really being led by that passion and serving that deep passion that lies within us and that love that we have for what we do and doing what we love.
1: Exactly. So what would you say to someone who's looking at you a little down in the mouth? You know, how, uh, how, how do you communicate your passion to help uh, essentially encourage them, which was the second thing that we came up with?
0: Well, going back to passion, if you feel like you've lost your passion, um, I really believe that these four things that we're going to talk about today will hopefully kind of reignite that passion within you. But if I could just speak to that person right now who does feel like you've lost your passion, just know that you haven't lost it. It's still there. And it's just tapping into what gets you excited every day. You know, it's those things that really money couldn't even buy for you, like, Literally, you would do it for free, you know, whatever. (laughs) So many do. actually. I know, I know. But I really believe that when you start tapping into that true joy and that true passion that's on the inside of you, which I believe we're all called to be really servants and to not just be blessed, but to really be a blessing to others. When you start to tap into that mindset and realize that you have something so unique within you and it's such a gift to, you know, to you and it's such a gift for you, and it's such a gift for others through you, you will see that you have so much value. And when you start to really value yourself and your life and the gifts that you have, they will grow. They will grow and that value will grow. And soon you won't be just doing it for free anymore, even though you would, because you're not really doing it for the money anyway. You're doing it because of the great reward that you get just being who you were designed to be.
1: That's so cool because, you know, I recognize myself personally, you know, a lot of the reason that I'm there other than the discipline that having a scheduled class gives me that I just really appreciate it. when people appreciate what I've done and I know when I'm in there and I'm all fired up, there might be a little coffee involved, but, um, (laughs) the, um, people respond to that.
0: Absolutely. I think passion is contagious. I mean, when you get around somebody who's really on fire for whatever it is they're doing, um, there's just something that's very contagious. There's something that's very compelling about that. And truly, John, I, I really believe that for me, when I'm really being my passionate self and really allowing the passion that's in me to be expressed uh, you know, around me, it's because I'm not thinking about me. I'm really, truly living in the moment, and I'm giving of that gift. When you're teaching a class, John, you're not thinking about you. You're thinking about your you know, your instructors, if you're teaching instructors, or your students, if you're teaching students. You're thinking about those people that you're serving. That's true passion.
1: Because I know there are times when I'm weighed down with some issue or something, and I find myself thinking about it rather than teaching my class. You know, you think nobody notices, but my guess people do.
0: Well, absolutely. But, you know, and, and being an instructor for so many years, we know that. I mean, the show goes on. I mean, when that class starts, you're there. And so no matter what, you are, you are in that moment, be in that moment, give out of that moment, and just have fun with where you are in that moment.
1: Okay. So then, Shannon, what tip would you have for an instructor who just maybe isn't in the moment?
0: pinch yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I would say, (laughs) (laughs) you know,
1: well, you know what, that may work.
0: I mean, seriously, it's like, just realize that, man, you you have one life to live. What are you wasting time for? Just pinch yourself, get in the moment and get after it.
1: Exactly. Whatever you're dealing with is going to still be there at the end of class and, 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 and you're not going to solve it during class. Right.
0: Right. And you know what? Uh, this is really actually how how I've done it and how I do it, you know, when I go to see patients. I mean, some days it's just not easy, especially when I'm working with patients with cancer. I mean, it is not easy. And you just you just stop, take a deep breath, close your eyes and and just say, "You know what? I'm just going to give, but I'm also going to s- see what I can get from each moment here." And all of a sudden you start to realize that your your students in your class or your patients in my case they're really given to us so just just be there to receive what they're given back because they don't even know they're given but man every time you touch somebody whether it's physically or you know metaphorically you're you're being touched back
1: one of the things i've always enjoyed most about you is that you are infinitely positive
0: thanks john
1: yes and and again, if and I wish everybody listening to this would have a chance to meet you and for for real because you can really just through the positive expression that you have, if that sounded right, kind of lift everybody up talk about you know well how do you do that because I know you're human, you've got things that drag you down as well how do you stay positive
0: well, you know it's interesting, John, because a lot of times when people will say that to me. Oh, you're so positive. And, and they say it like it's such a great thing, like somehow I'm superhuman. And even though I appreciate where they're coming from, the reality is it's a lot harder to be negative than it is to be positive. So I'm actually taking the easy way out. I've decided. Oh, come
1: on. That. I don't believe that. <laughs> no,
0: but Honestly, it's a lot easier to see something from a you know, half full versus half empty, but it's a lot easier even to just view it as full. And just to say, you know what, we can sit here and we can look at how life isn't the way we think it should be. And it can become really miserable. And I mean, and you can stay in that pity party for a while, but I mean, and I've, I've had days like that. And then one day you wake up and you go, what am I doing? I'm draining myself of energy, just being miserable. I choose happy. So therefore, you know what? I'm going to see what is good right now. I'm going to see what is, uh, you know, shiny. And I'm going to focus on that. And all of a sudden, what you focus on grows.
1: You know, you're a businesswoman. You're dealing with customers, clients all the time. All right. And so do you have a strategy that you use to make certain that you're positive?
0: You know, John, um, it's so funny, that word strategy. Um, Usually I love the sound of that. But when you said it that time, it sounds like, oh my gosh, do I really have a strategy for trying to make people think I'm nice and encouraging? (laughs) No, I really, (laughs) but I like the question. Um, No, I do not have a strategy, John, except for to just, like I said, you know, you can live in ease or you can live in dis-ease. And to me, it's just much easier to see it full, to see it positively than it is to see it negatively. Because really, that's when you lose your ease and you lose your peace. That's where dis-ease and disease comes from. So if I guess we could call it a strategy for living is I just want to see what, what is right. I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm always looking at what's right. Because sometimes, and I mean, John, you you know my personal story. I have went through some very brutal times and some very negative times in my life. And it wasn't until I finally decided to say, you know, I'm just going to look at whatever it is to just start to give thanks for that all of a sudden my situation started to change. So it's really about just seeing the positive, because there's always positive. I mean, just like when you look outside, if the sun isn't shining and it's a gloomy, doomy day, all you have to do is bust through the turbulence, get to the other side of the clouds, and it's gorgeous.
1: Exactly. And just going to the third point, being honest, you didn't like the word strategy, but talk (laughs) about, you know, talk about that, about the importance of, of being honest.
0: Well, John, you know, when you said it's, it's really about being the instructor that people want to see again. If you can tell somebody the truth in love, there's nothing greater because we really live in a world where people are always telling you what you, you know, they think you want to hear because they're usually trying to get you to do something that they want you to do. You know, they usually have a strategy or a, you know, some sort of hook. Where if we can just get them to do this, then we win. But truly, I believe true honesty and truth is, isn't about win-lose. It's about win-win. And it's about win-win and even a triple win where even the greater good of, of like humanity wins when we're really truly being honest. But a lot of times people will say something that's negative and they'll say, well, I'm just being honest. But I think being honest in the way of truth, because there's a certain ring to truth. Truth has a certain comfort to it, even if it's not something we really want to hear. It's something that we can deal with head on.
1: Give me an example of that. Do you have a recent example of something that that you've experienced that would illustrate that?
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you from um, from a doctor's standpoint with patients, um, when they come in and they don't know what's really wrong with them, especially when, you know, it's a cancer patient, they're not sure, do I have cancer? Do I not have cancer? And if there's that certain moment when they are diagnosed with cancer, that even though it's like, oh dear God, I cannot believe that this is happening to me. On the other side, it's like, it's almost like there's this moment of relief, like okay, at least now I know why I feel this way or why my body's functioning this way. It's like it's an answer. You know what I mean? Even though yep. it's an answer that you don't necessarily want to hear, you go, okay, now I got truth. I can get something to actually stand on, and it is what it is. Let's deal with it now.
1: Okay. Now, Shannon, how about if we bring it to the context of, you know, as an instructor, you know, you've got people in your classes. Maybe they're frustrated. They're not meeting their weight management goals, their expectations from taking the class aren't being realized. You know, is there a way to to, to present what we would see as the truth in a way that, that you feel could be accepted by our students' members?
0: Absolutely, John. I think a lot of times people are living in denial and they don't even know it. And it's just like George Costanza used to say on Seinfeld, like, it, it's really not a lie if you believe it. But the truth is is, it is a lie and you're not living in truth and you're not living in that that power of truth if you're in denial and you you don't even know that you're in denial so a lot of times it's just asking questions people will come to me all the time and say you know i've tried to lose weight i can't lose weight i've tried everything and i say okay okay you know and you just kind of beat them where they are with that and then when you give them maybe a dietary history to go home and just track everything that they're eating or drinking for three days, or you actually have them write down what they've been doing for exercise for three or four days, all of a sudden truth kind of comes to the surface and they look at it and they go, oh my gosh, like I had no idea that I was putting that in my mouth, or I really thought I was working out harder than that. And then all of a sudden it's like the light's on and there's nothing that's hidden anymore. And starts to kind of go away. And so you just encourage people in that moment to see where they're at and realize that there's room for improvement.
1: Particular application that I'm experiencing now is that, you know, the bikes that we're using in our classes now have an indication of how much power they're actually creating rather than pretending to pedal hard. There's, right. a, there's, a, there's a screen that says whether you are or not. And my early Expectation was that there's going to be people that embrace it, accept the truth of it, others that were going to want to bring a piece of duct tape to cover it up. Okay. But from a, it would help me is that in that situation to, to know how you would be communicating the, um, or encouraging the student to accept the truth that's in front of them. Did, did, did that make sense?
0: uh, Yes, it did. Um, But you know what? I I guess I'm going to give it to you in this context. When people come into a gym and some people like to stand in front of the mirrors and some people do not like to stand in front of the mirrors. If they sit on a bike and now all of a sudden they've got the truth in their face saying this is really how hard you're working, some people aren't ready to face the truth. You know what I'm saying? Some Mm -hmm. people just don't want to stand in front of the mirror. So what I tell them is, it is what it is. Now, what? It's all good. You get to choose what it's going to be. And if people aren't ready to face the truth, that's okay. That's where they are. That's where they honestly are. So just encourage them to say, hey, guess what? Just because it is doesn't mean that it has to always be. And you actually get to choose what it's going to be.
1: Very profound. Very profound. Okay. And so, and then the last thing that, you know, we decided, you know, that you exemplify is you're grateful. You know, I always felt like I was doing you a favor (laughs) for being your client. (laughs) It was just awesome. So where does that come from?
0: I don't really know, except for just that it, I am, I am grateful. But I, like I said before, when I was talking about, you know, being positive, you know, there are times in my life and there have been in times in my life when I haven't been real grateful and I've felt like, why me? Or, you know, this sucks or whatever. And you just realize like, that's hard. And I don't like to do hard. I want to do life with ease. And um, I am so glad to hear you say that I made you feel like you were doing me a favor by being my, my patient. And, and I will tell you, I feel that way about my patients. I feel that way about my students in class. And I just want to encourage every instructor that if you truly love what you do as an instructor, look at these people in your class as the ones that allow you to do what you love to do every day. I mean, I'm gonna get choked up just thinking about it, John, because that's how I feel about my life. It's like, thank God that people like you and Amy came into my office and, and helped me do what I feel my calling on this planet is to, you know, to, to be a servant and to truly be a healer. And, you know, even today I'm, I'm beyond grateful that I get to be on this program because I truly believe I'm on the planet to be a messenger of hope. And so any opportunity that I get to fully express who I am and to fully express my gifts, man, there's just nothing better. I mean, I'm so grateful. I really, truly am. So that comes truly from my heart for allowing my my passion to be able to be shared with others. There's no greater gift.
1: Okay, Doshana, we kind of blew through a a lot about you because there is a lot about you, but you are a uh, radio talk show host in Tulsa, and you're actually going to be moving from a local call-in show to do what I do as a podcast host uh, starting in March. Have you guys come up with a name for your show?
0: Yes, it's going to be called Dr. Shannon Live.
1: Dr. Shannon Live. All right. And I'm going to guess that some of the early episodes you're going to be talking about your book, Dr. Shannon Knows.
0: Absolutely. It is a 12-step program for healthy people to keep us that way and it's it's called Dr. Shannon Knows the 12 Steps for Wealthy People, and that's W-E-L-L-T-H-Y, and it's how to make healthier habit.
1: And I've read a couple of chapters of it already, and it is very encouraging, and it does convey a lot of your passion, and and maybe there'll be a chance for us to talk about it in the future.
0: I would love that.
1: Okay, cool. Now, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, get some understanding of when your new show launches, how would they get a hold of you?
0: They can go to drshannon at drshannonknows.com and email me.
1: Okay. That's K-N-O-W-S.
0: K-N-O-W-S. Okay. Or um, they can go to livingwelllive.net.
1: Okay. And that's going to be the kind of the home for your podcast?
0: That is the landing page that we've set up right now for information on the upcoming uh, podcasts
1: hooray well Dr. Shannon thank you it was so fun reconnecting with you and and hearing some of this and I apologize to some of you if the Skype connection was a little warbly but um, I uh, again hope that we can have you on again soon
0: I would love it and I appreciate it and all you instructors just keep on being your passionate encouraging honest and grateful selves
1: All right, Shannon thank you very much
0: thank you